0: Welcome to another episode of the Hardship Journey podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. I'm your host, Andrea Melzer. And this episode is especially near and dear to my heart. I sat down with my dad about the hardship of the loss of the family farm structures as a result of a crazy storm that took place back on June 30th, 2019. Some would say it's just a barn, but for a farm family, the barn has such symbolic meaning and really can be a metaphor for life. It depicts the strength and integrity of what a farm represents. And when you lose a barn, you lose a piece of you too. I really do cherish the thoughts and insight my dad shared with me, recalling his hardship, and I hope you enjoy this episode too. I am here, and I am very, very excited um, to have you Here, this next episode, I am talking with my dad, Steve Thielen, a hardship that really impacted kind of the entire family in more ways than one. Dad, I'll let you kind of give a little bit of background. The hardship that we're going to talk about today is back when a storm came through your farm area and really took out a lot of buildings and Historic structures, you know, mm-hmm. that you you experienced as a child, and that was what June, June thirtieth, two
1: thousand nineteen.
0: Two thousand nineteen. Yep. So yeah, um, would you just share a little history about the the farm and?
1: Yeah, the farm. My mom and dad bought purchased the farm in nineteen sixty. So it's been a part of the family for going on sixty years now, plus. Um, Dad moved here with just a house and a barn and some older buildings, so he uh, rebuilt a lot of a lot of the buildings and the structures that are here current today um, through a lot of labor and hardship and having some goals and a vision of what he wanted to do to raise a family and uh, you know make it as a as a farm or farming, and doing different things, and building it up to, you know, to what he was seeing that he wanted to when he was farming and stuff. So yeah, he built a silo, and you know, he built a Malcolm facility, uh, grain bins, uh, you know, farmed 300 and some acres, farmed other farms. So just as he started out and had, you know, a vision of things, he just kept building and building. So and then I, you know, I took it over in uh, in the '80s and stuff when Dad was supplementing another income by driving school bus or or mail carrier and stuff. So then I kind of took things over and started taking care of the the building and having some pride and self worth in the place. So just uh, kept building from there. So then in 2012, I purchased the uh, working on purchasing the farm and stuff and turning things over so
0: yeah and not many people i think have the ability to raise a family in the home home area that they were raised in right right so it's kind of and now kind of working through the third generation right
1: and it's that's the purpose of all this is to keep it in the generations to come keep it in the family and keep keep it for the purpose of the family joy and pride that he's seen when he started building in here and that's why it's next in line is Matt and then the next generation generations to come you know so yeah that's that's what it's for.
0: So the barn um the barn was something you guys partook in filling right because you
1: yeah we put about 15,000 square bales of hay in it annually between different crops of hay and oats and That was to feed the cattle through the 60s and 70s and part of the 80s. And then we went to big round bales and stuff. So then the barn was just this open structure. But yeah, all summer long we would, from the late 60s, early 70s, fill square baled hay and put hay in this barn so
0: yeah and I I should make comment that we're actually doing this interview from the barn today Um, even though it's part of the history of the hardship um, you can probably hear the sounds of the cattle um, which kind of makes it more nostalgic and and uh, enjoyable that way and I know growing up we used the farm or the barn I should say kind of as a place to hang out with the cats and um, you know just kind of build forts with the hay that was left and And then over time, as you said, you moved into Round Bale, so the the purpose of the barn really...
1: It was more of a monument. It wasn't being used for... I mean, we used the underneath barn for different purposes, but never the upper half of it.
0: But definitely something that was visible, like you said, a monument, because from the, the road, you'd see the tall tree and you'd see the silo in the barn.
1: Right, and it was built probably in the early late 40s, early 50s by the Berkfeldt, so they had to use a team of horses and stuff, and they uh, drug, or drag the big oak trees over here, and then they set up a sawmill, so that's how they oh, built, built this uh, barn from, you know, they probably had to bring the logs five to seven miles away to build it. It was all built goodness. out of oak, so yeah, there's a lot of history and
0: yeah.
1: a lot of uniqueness about the barn, so.
0: So let's talk about the storm that came through. Um, I remember that day and I had to go get Carly, um, from a friend and I remember pulling out of the driveway and the winds were just like whipped and sideways. It was just crazy. And I know I had to just travel four miles to get her, but I was really terrified of going just that distance. Cause as I headed to Dyersville, I saw tree limbs down, you know, and wires down. And I thought, wow, this is crazy. And that same storm made its way down to you.
1: Right, and it affected a lot of people from New Vienna, Farley, Epworth, Placid, um, by the Monastery area, cross country here, down through Sewingle. So yeah, it's, it was a kind of an overcast, cloudy day. Um, my girlfriend Stacy had just left. We had actually went for a walk back by the pond and just like today you see storms building up, but
0: Was it humid? Did you know different
1: when uh this was it was coming out of the north and west. So it was just different storms approached different ways and you know, we were walking back and I said, Oh, it's building up to have a storm. So by the time she left and drove ten minutes away, that's when the storm started, uh, you know, the winds and, uh, the cloudiness and, uh, debris and everything started really coming through, uh, through the, the farm here and stuff. So me, I enjoy the mother nature. I enjoy the storms. I, you know, it's part of God's gift that he provides through us through, you know, rain and sunshine and different aspects of the of the weather, and I'm not afraid of them. I never was. I enjoy thunderstorms at night, and uh, like I said, this storm here was—I've been caught out in the middle of the field, hunkered down underneath a tractor, just to get out of them, and just respect the nature. And uh, as the wind started picking up and blowing and raining, we were looking out the north side of the patio, and Matt goes, "Dad, he goes, I think we need to get down in the basement." And like I said, I have no fear of the storms, and and with that, Matt says, no, we need to go down now. And he started carrying the, his dog down in the basement. And as we were going down, all of a sudden we heard uh, sound like a freight train coming through. With all due respect, it did sound like a locomotive train. The sound, the noise, hmm. uh, the shaking of the earth and the ground. And, and again, I didn't hunker in no corner. I looked, was looking out the basement door and within less than seconds or a minute or so. With that being said, um, something went through that took out a third of the barn and took out half the concrete silo, took out two, two, four pine trees on the north side of the house, but never touched the house. So uh, then it went over and took out a hog barn and took a steel bin and lifted that part way up. So it moved. Within seconds, you know, to knock a 60-foot concrete silo over in half, and the oak tree is right by the silo. I was just amazed at the devastation that happened in a matter of minutes.
0: Yeah. I remember getting the text from you, and it was like, I think it said, like, the silo's gone. And it was one of those, like, heart-drop moments of, like, oh, my God, this is, this is bad. Um, yeah. what went through
1: your mind like well you know the silo was another monument of dad's because he built that in 66 67 and if you drive around the country you know it's another monument that people built up to feed their cattle and you know a way of collecting forage to you know feed the cattle through the summer and winter months and just added more feed value and stuff so it was just like, oh, my God, it's gone.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, so it was just a shock to, to, to see the force. And, you know, the silo is no more than 50 feet away from the house. And the house, all it had was uh, flashing off the A-frame, taken off. So why the house didn't go.
0: Yeah.
1: It's amazing.
0: Yeah, kind of like God, God's plan well, or God's There's ability. a hay pile
1: down there, too, that loose chaff. It didn't blow that away, and that was right in line with the house. So it's just like wow. something parted the ways of going wow. when it went through. So,
0: Wow. Just kind of gives you chills thinking yeah. about it. Because, yeah. yeah, it could have easily went the other way. Yeah. The silo could have fallen on the house or yeah, trees. The and, house could have been gone. Right. Yeah. And um, what happened after that? Because I know we were doing a family text and, you know, trying to try to understand what in the world was going on. And we came down, and when we got here, there were a lot of people here.
1: Yeah, I don't know. You, you, you at, at the moment, you're just kind of in awe and speechless. And
0: did you call somebody, or did someone no, step down?
1: People. Some people must have called other people. I mean, through who I don't know, but you know, people knew that word of mouth communication and stuff. I mean, debris, power lines were knocked down. You know, there's stuff laying in the way. You're You're just trying to grasp it all. You're looking at this. The barn's gone. A third of it's gone. The silo's gone. The bunk's gone. The hog shed's gone. Everything's gone. And you just... I don't know. You just have an emptiness. And what am I going to do? And then I did a little self-reflecting and just was thankful that it wasn't the house. and wasn't me. And... uh, it's it's just kind of a weird empty just a lot of mixed emotions to you know, why did it happen? Just lucky it wasn't worse or Yeah. Nobody got hurt. That was the big thing, nobody got hurt. So
0: the stuff lost was replaceable in a right. sense, but it, the nostalgic of it right. was lost. Yep, totally. You know, yeah. it's
1: just the cleanup process and
0: And you started on that right away. That yeah, night, wasn't yeah. it? <laughs>
1: Yeah, we had the neighbor come over, he an electrician, and help get power up. Uh, we had a generator going, uh, kind of did a process of elimination, what's a priority and what's not. <clears throat> Biggest thing was to get power to the house going so we could, what foods we had to move around and uh, what can, you know, be careful of power lines. Uh,
0: mm.
1: What are we going to do, you know, even... Uh, just clean up and stuff. Just Again, you just kind of, sometimes you're just silent. You just stand back and, what am I gonna do next? And uh, with people's help and aid, and uh, just kind of letting go of things that you can't control is hard. But uh, you just, you know, sometimes you just kind of say, wow, you have respect for when you see losses on TV or hear of other people's losses. You have respect and a little better understanding that, you know, my situation is is not as bad as some other mm. people's were.
0: Yeah. What would you say was your biggest challenges?
1: Well, the next day is, what am I going to do, you know? Uh, call the insurance company. Mm. You know, uh, what are we going to do with everything? How are we going to get stuff cleaned up? Um, Matt's friend showed up with a big track skid loader and, you know, okay, we got to get this debris cleaned up in this area here and what was a priority? The cattle were, you know, they were all safe the next day. I mean, they went down through the valley and knocked out oak trees and just left a line of destruction all the way through. So. Prioritize what was more important and trying to let go that it's not going to get fixed right away. Mm-hmm. And electrician here to hook up some lines and uh, the Amish set, did some roofing for some of the other buildings were actually here the next day. and uh, Which was a lot of respect to them, you know, a contractor that, hey, what can we do? You know, we're going to have to do something. So. Yeah. as things partake you come up with a plan what are you going to do uh, well, we got to replace the silos. gone so we had to at some point knock that down later get the concrete picked up the bunks we had to order a bunk new feed system what goals did we have long term well we wanted to put stuff back in it made the operation easier and more efficient look at down the road that you know with grandpa and grandma here still feeding things were more automated simpler Mm
0: -hmm.
1: on something that matt's going to want to use down the road so it was a matter of saying okay we're going to rebuild to for long term and Mm -hmm. making phone calls getting some prices and learning your insurance policy is probably was the biggest thing i learned that you can't have enough coverage and making sure sit down with your agent and go over stuff to understand, you know, replacement costs means this, you know, now with this year, of 2021, we probably not enough coverage on everything. You know, my electrical wasn't high enough. Uh, you know, my replacement costs and some things uh, silo, I did not have insurance on, but uh, I told them I didn't want insurance, but I wanted insurance on the bunk. So we had some, Little uh, bumps in the road with that, but they came through and uh, learned to take notes, write stuff down, what happened, why, what you want to do, and mm-hmm. uh, didn't want to, but I had to take a little bit of a stern foot and and talk to my agent in a way that I didn't want to th- want to, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt like I was number sixty on the list when, yeah, they had a whole bunch of people, but you just didn 't feel that respect that I was worthy of what I had went through, so yeah, yeah, that
0: has to feel like defeat in a way of like right,
1: and that 's what I told the adjuster you know they they got a job, and I said, you know i went there's a lot here, and that 's when I started writing notes down and putting a value on what I thought was right and mm-hmm. stuff and uh, Yeah, it's, and then, you know, the barn, there it sits. What do you do? Do you hire a big wrecking machine to come in and tear it down? No, didn't want to do that. How do you rebuild it back to originality? Right. How much would that cost? So, uh, working with the contractor, the Amish, I, uh. Came up with a plan. They mm-hmm. tore it down board by board, nail by nail. And uh, that was, uh, was the simplest. And then we rebuilt it from the ground up. So, Well, yeah. not the ground up, from the second level up.
0: Yeah.
1: It went from a 14-foot roof to probably was 25 to the peak, you know. Mm-hmm. So we rebuilt it to for enjoyment and family purposes and you know as you sit here today there's a there's a lot of self-reward with not myself but all the people that partaked in helping out and wanting to help and show that they cared and giving their time to do things to make it a better place yeah you know it's people walk in and it's oh wow it's beautiful <laughs> it's amazing it's incredible, but that's that's where the self reward comes through as you come through a hardship, and you know, and,
0: mm-hmm. and I have
1: to say, I you know I put God into it too. I mean, my prayers and my thoughts and mm-hmm. and guidance and direction. And when I built this, this is going to be for you guys to enjoy it forever.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know,
1: emotional. it's it's emotional, but. It's nice to see see it all come together for that purpose.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know? And it's got a little bit of the past in it. Well, you know, yeah. you got the old uh, tin roof. Tin siding and,
1: up. you know, the, the barn The beams back into it and yeah. the conveyor up there and that's what it's for is conversation piece. Mm-hmm. Reflection of
0: mm-hmm.
1: this is what Great grandpa did. This is what grandpa did.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How you did it. Why you did it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then you celebrate and you have fun, you know. And that's yeah. look at Easter and stuff. People are just they loved it. It's one of a kind barn now. So
0: yeah, kind of like a I want to say like a venue type mm-hmm. approach, but it definitely has a welcoming atmosphere of like come and enjoy, right? And let's social and yep. interact. Yep. Yeah. Yep. No, that's that's just incredible to know mm-hmm. what you've all experienced right and i guess if anybody's going through a hardship what are your thoughts or suggestions or encouragement
1: learn to reach out to people know that it's okay to go through these struggles and learn to let go of what you cannot control mm-hmm. uh, You know, I've been through a lot of hardships and divorce and a couple divorces and, you know, sometimes it's scripture that you might want to read daily or daily word or different things, uh, self-reflection. I know some people have a real hard time with it, but, you know, when you can't sleep at night and your head's like a TV, you know, then you have to know it's time to reach out and get some help and... Yeah. Uh, like I said, I've been through different support groups and different things, and learned to let myself know that I'm okay and I'm doing good. You know, and this is a part of the process, and not every day is going to be perfect, and not every day is going to be easy. Mm-hmm. But you find that in between, and just know that I can't do it all today, and I can't do it all tomorrow. And it's mm-hmm. a part of letting go. And, definitely God has a plan on what's going to work for you. And, uh, just little things I've learned over time to to get to that. And that's not easy. It's not an easy thing to get through hard. Everybody, and everybody's hardship's different.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, yeah. okay. for sure.
0: Is there any appreciation you have about what you experienced?
1: Oh yeah. You know, just the self-reward of and you come out with a cup of coffee in the morning, and you look at the sun coming up, and you know, the birds are, you know, singing in the morning. And you look at the new bunk system, the feeder, or see Grandpa and Grandma using it. You know, just uh, different parties or celebrations. You have people here to enjoy it, to sit back and see people enjoying it and saying, wow, you know, and it's, it wasn't always, it wasn't about me, you know, Matt had to partake in it, your kids and family, and Joe did, Brad and Stephanie, and the kids, all, mm-hmm. everybody had, mm-hmm. you know, Mitch and Caitlin, different people all had mm-hmm. their purpose in helping rebuild, mm-hmm. you know, Matt's designing the bar, mm-hmm. uh, you know, re- leveling the floor, getting mm-hmm. the, the tables and stuff, you know, subway remodeling. We got the it's just like
0: <laughs> Yeah it all worked out, didn't it?
1: It's just amazing how things blend together. Yeah. It's everybody's learning to take people's ideas and learning from other people. And it's like I said, my success when I was a manager supervisor wasn't about me, it was about my people and their ideas and implementing them mm-hmm. to to be successful. Mm-hmm. And that's you know again that's where when you step back and look and this is my journey where I've been through born in the sixties, through everything, and now it's to this, you know, I hope I live to be to a hundred, you know to see everybody yeah, enjoy all this you know that's what it's here for,
0: yeah, the evolution of farming too, yeah, you well, know, when to, to see
1: the old. Artifacts, pictures, you know, it's just... Right.
0: Yeah, we'll definitely have to get pictures on the, you know, site for that. Well, thank you for sharing mm-hmm. all this. Um, it's just really humbling to kind of connect with you, you know, and sitting here and just reminiscing about what the barn was, what it went through, and yet the vision that you still have for such wonderful memories to be made here. Um,
1: well, and the barn is... Is the, is the start of grandpa and grandma mm-hmm. in the farm. And it's, you know, even grandpa said after Easter, I'm pretty proud of what you and Matt did.
0: Mm, wow. Yeah. Yeah, and family units are really important you know, and value. And
1: that's, that says a lot. I mean, and grandpa knows where my heart is in this place
0: Mm
1: -hmm. just like his heart is in you know Mm -hmm. and that's why he built it the way he did and that's my passion to carry on Mm -hmm. and then that's to pass the torch to matt Mm -hmm. for the next generation and that's what he has to pass on to his Mm -hmm. kids Mm -hmm. and what is the purpose of this place Mm-hmm. It's about family. It's about a living. It's about memories mm-hmm. and everything else. Where today, it's about money. Everybody loses all the little, little things in life. It's not about... And greed gets in the way. Mm-hmm. It's about the character
0: mm-hmm.
1: that he instilled in me and the morals and values that I passed on to you guys. Mm-hmm. And what... He sees and wants, mm-hmm. you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's incredible. It's a it's a amazing legacy to be a part of that way. Um, so before we close, do you have any uplifting song that you kind of go to for inspiration or motivation or just for a fun listen? A song. Yeah.
1: Well, I guess. This past year, the last fall there, was, uh, what's her name? Sings a song, uh, You're the One. Uh, what's her name?
0: Oh, is it Gabby?
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, Gabby. Um, Barrett. Barrett, yes. One and, of the good ones. Yeah. Yep.
1: And I like to listen to Christian music when I do my prayers and stuff in the morning. And God saved a rec- What's it called? Is it the Lord's prayer? God saved.
0: Is it amazing grace?
1: Amazing grace, yes. Yeah.
0: Ugh, that's a, that's always a catch your throat,
1: yeah. <laughs> catch your voice
0: in your throat because yep. of the song. Yep. And if you have a bucket list, is, is there something that you feel like you need to do in life or want to do?
1: I just want to keep, keep it simple. You know, uh, I guess I did. You know, my bucket list was, you know, I put all you guys first. Make sure you did, uh, you know, your schooling, your 4-H, your religious ed programs. Followed through with all that and, uh, you know, show and live by example of who I am. You know, I go to work hurt, injured, whatever. Still, in respect to my coworkers, you know, I don't take off and stuff, but... uh, you know, yeah, I want to go with Stace, go travel and do more as I get older. And
0: Yeah.
1: You know, uh, like I said, I keep it simple.
0: <laughs> you know, there's such greatness in simplicity. I think that's a, kind of a lost sense of things. Like you said, we're just kind of caught up in the busyness or mm-hmm. greed. And, and honestly, simple living is yeah tremendous and yeah. so full of value. You know,
1: yeah, if I could... May have a cabin back at the pond or somewhere. You know, I don't, I just want simple. I yeah. don't want.
0: Yeah.
1: About It's not about me. It's what I can do for others and show it, the others the way. Yeah. It's, you know, and that's what grandpa and grandma did. It, it was simple. It was the little things that they did the best they could for us, you know, whether it was allowing us to play baseball or having a motorcycle or, you know, we're in 4-H, you know, but mm-hmm. yet... There's a lot of work that got done, but yet you still got to enjoy life, yeah, you yeah, know? and they made it and and the respect they have for one another today is just incredible
0: mm-hmm.
1: for one another, you know, they just do everything together,
0: <laughs> it's true, you,
1: know?
0: yeah, we have great role models that yeah, way.
1: and that's huge,
0: absolutely, well, thank you, Dad. Yep. I appreciate this so much, yeah and um yeah, this is really really special, good to do this, so good, thank you, yep. Thank you so much for listening in to the Hardship Journey episode. It would mean so much to me if you would share this episode with a friend or family member or even post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me get the message out and I hope you feel inspired and motivated from listening to this episode and no matter what comes your way on life's journey, you can make your own Hardship Journey.